0: Hello, welcome to the Game Central Podcast. This week is gonna be the first podcast of the year 2018 and what a great year we've got a stall. Yeah. Sorry, I just need to take a drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I keep it what, year we,
0: what, what a year we've got in front of us. We're not like those fucking idiots on YouTube where, you know, we've got to speak uh, a microphone in front of us with one of those boom guards in front of it. We just literally just sit there and we talk about games. Um, we're going to be looking at the news. There's going to be some news this week, isn't there, Gareth? Um...
2: Sure. Let's go with yes, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there's going to be no gaming deals because you know after the January uh, rush, nobody wants deals at the moment. So the, I think the companies are just waiting for everyone to build up their monetary stash again, so they yeah. can then unleash more deals onto people. We'll be talking about our game of the year um, in the feature section because if I didn't get to add my say to it, it didn't count and then at the end of it we'll be doing what have we been playing which uh, hopefully is going to be a little bit better than it was last year dave yeah okay. hopefully yeah, gonna go start out. playing some game michael isn't with us today he is uh, at a party of a child of someone's second cousin he was um, invited
2: though we should
1: we should clarify yeah that. yeah yeah we should preface that he was invited and he declined
0: i don't class anyone as family if i can have sex with them And not get arrested. And you can have sex with a second cousin. So there you go. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's not technically family, is it?
1: Um, I can't argue the uh, law, I guess. No, you
0: can't. Some of us do. Uh, So here we go. This is going to be a great start for all of us. I've got a Switch, guys. I've got a Switch for Christmas. And what can I tell you other than I like it, Okay, Um, I go on the tube, I go on the bus, I go on the train. Everyone looks at me, they go, who's that guy? Because obviously I'm playing the Switch. The ladies absolutely love it. Uh, In the morning, I've got them all arguing over who gets to sit on my lap and watch me play it. Um, It's just an absolute babe magnet. Um, I didn't know it was only three hours battery life, though, Gareth
2: yeah it's not uh ideal no so it's not handheld is it um well it depends. how long is your commute well
0: i'm thinking about planes that's what i'm thinking about ah. i'm thinking about long coach journeys and things like that i'm not talking about my daily commute. Yeah. i'm talking about when i actually need to go on a long haul flight somewhere Some the coach journey plugs. for
1: example from london to manchester is going to take you what four and a half hours yeah but they have yeah. plugs
0: on them sometimes Sometimes you just can't rely mm. on it. It would have been nice to have some sort of backup power, um, but I've been looking on the internet and there is none of that. None of that business. No one on. has
1: come up with like an extender battery life charger, one of those pre-charged. Yeah, like you can get pre-charged phone cases for God's sakes, but they yeah, have a so kind of pre-charged Wii case, it's a Switch case, it I mean. needs something like that. And well, it obviously,
0: them being Nintendo, it's only their official power that <laughs> actually power it up any (laughs) as fast as you want it to well i'm sure
2: they're very cheap though rob no they're not oh
0: well you can use just a regular usb cable but it says it will take about 24 hours to charge it (laughs) it's not got the relevant power that's what i say with nintendo they just overlook the obvious
1: well yeah yeah it's more like it has to come through all of our official channels and we'll will patent everything so no one can make a third-party console either or like third-party adaptions
0: like <laughs> no, no. that <laughs> well we'll be arguing about the switch uh, i'm sure in today's feature where we talk about mm. the game of the year um where i try and dispel the myths that have been growing around it uh, because i'm quite cynical and i'm not a nintendo bitch like gareth and that are <laughs> as soon as they get something with nintendo on it they're like <laughs> doesn't even matter what it is and i come along little old rob never having played zelda before or mario so i just come to it with no rose tinted specs there was some rose tinted specs in the actual packaging of the switch uh but i refused to put them on so you're going to be hearing about a guy that is coming fresh-faced from the front you've never
2: played zelda or mario did you just say no, never. These are the first
0: iterations of the games that I've ever played. You've
1: never played a Mario game? Not even on Game right. Boy?
0: Nope. I've, I've, you know, I've dallied. I've, you know, if someone's got it on the Game Boy, I'll just go, oh, look, it's Mario. I think the problem with Mario is where it's so entrenched in society, you almost feel as if you've played it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I'll give
0: you that. Right. You give me that, yeah? It's like Star yeah. Wars, you've just already seen it, even though it's a terrible film. <laughs> In my mind i came up with a much better star wars film and we'll be talking about star wars as well later gareth okay because after all this is the pulp culture, pol- culture pol- the <laughs>
1: yeah, pop-
0: well culture done. podcast
1: oh well done you got it actually right,
0: right tongues with stuff but before any of that let's go straight to the news <laughs> <laughs> So, Gareth, what did you have for lunch today?
2: I haven't eaten lunch yet, unless you count uh, celebrations, in which case I've had two small snacks on oh, a, a Milky Way.
0: <laughs> is that leftover from Christmas? Of course it is. I hope so, and you're not just going around and out buying them. For <laughs> yeah. particular reason.
1: Well, to be fair, you say that, yeah, but yeah, all the supermarkets had been selling off their uh, Christmas chocolate, obviously, and it was like half price for like roses tins.
0: Yeah, roses are awful though, aren't they?
1: They, they are a bit disappointing.
0: They're just like, horrible.
1: I think there's only three in which I like, and seeing as there's about ten chocolates, it's not a high ratio of chocolate I can eat from a tin. No,
0: there's not. And uh, have they got rid of the nuts? Because obviously, political correctness yeah. gone mad, hasn't it?
1: No, they haven't actually. Oh, there's only not. one with nuts in though, in each box. So there's only it one like a iteration of for the allergy sufferers. <laughs> yeah, no, there's only one iteration of the chocolate now that has a nut in. So that's there's disgusting. always like the hazelnut treat, and there's always, a, there's only about like, say, two in a pack Yeah, or a box. I think nuts are going to be
0: made away with altogether in the future, to be honest.
1: It'll just be a. Uh, a What'd you
0: have for lunch today, Dave? I had a ham and cheese baguette. And from where? Did you make te- it yourself?
1: I made it myself, yeah.
0: Where'd you get the baguette from?
1: Uh, I got it from Sainsbury's. It was on well, offer. That's not a baguette, is it? That's a French stick. No, it was a baguette. Oh, was it one of the smaller ones, was it? Yeah, it was a small baguette that you can cook in the oven. It actually says baguettes. No, that's a petit pain. No, it's not. A petit
0: pois (laughs) is a pea. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Petit pois are peas. Small peas. P-A. It just basically says pain. Oh. And it's like a... No, it's like a
1: fucking little bun thing that you put in the oven and it softens up. No, these are genuine, like, part-cooked baguettes that you put in the oven, and then you fully cook them.
0: Yeah, and they go a little bit crispy. Yeah, but... they look, it's... like, white.
1: Yeah, but it's not the ones you're thinking of, because they're two oh. separate things.
0: <laughs> I suppose they are. And uh, did you make your wife one? Uh, yeah, I did,
1: actually. Yeah.
0: That's really good, isn't it? Did you yeah. uh, put the cheese in before so it melted or after?
1: Um, Part way through I guess so it wasn't no, fully melted but it was just softer and yeah you know, I
0: get what you're yeah. saying that's that's a nice lunch mm. I uh, I had an omelette mm. which was quite nice with some spinach and tuna and olives little bits and pieces and I feel that what I'm saying the point is is a balanced uh, lunch makes for a good podcast doesn't it
1: indeed it does
0: so I feel really good and ready to do it Gareth probably feels like he's had a sugar rush and now he's on a lull <laughs>
1: I'll give no, him about that, 15 minutes, yeah, then he's going to die a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more inside. <laughs> I love it when you die inside, Gareth. Just but a what bit. have you got for us this week, news-wise? <clears throat>
2: uh, some nice, upbeat, uplifting news uh, for January. Okay. Uh, gaming addiction is now a mental health condition, oh, according yes. to the World Health Organization.
0: Yeah, um, and what did
2: medi- Medicated? Sorry. Medicated? I, I don't know. It's, it's like just been added to the ICD, which is the oh, yeah, International okay. Compendium of Diseases. Wow. Um So they've said you have to show like symptoms for 12 months before the diagnose he was having this disorder. So I guess no one so, can have it for about a year. Would even of you guys say? It's like, um, it's like with certain
0: illnesses... There are people out there that, I mean, we're probably the first generation that would sort of suffer from this. They're talking about sort of iPad addiction now for the younger ones. But I think Mm -hmm. gaming addiction, we're sort of really one of the first generations to have grown up with gaming throughout our lives. Um, How do you think Mm -hmm. we could tell whether we were addicted to games or not?
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Like is I it, guess I don't, I don't crave. Yeah, when it impacts your life, where it feels like you, you know, you're craving, like a cigarette. Yeah. I'm guessing. Like if you're addicted to cigarettes, that's an addiction, isn't it? You feel like, oh, actually, I can't possibly go ahead unless I smoke this cigarette. Yeah. So, so I guess it's, it's that. Like when I come like home from work, or... I don't yes. feel like I've, i i I necessarily need to play a game, it's more because you've only got or. Sherlock
0: Holmes and shit like that. <laughs> if you came home and you had brilliant games
1: oh, yeah, on every single system... This is the Sherlock, okay? I'm I just okay. Put the second one last week, it was well good. <laughs> I bet it fucking was. <laughs> but what I'm saying, Dave,
0: is if you came home and you actually had good games, would you be more inclined to play them? Yeah,
1: but, yeah, but that's it. I've, well, yeah, I've been... You could say I've been slightly addicted to Avon Colony recently.
0: That's really good. Um, but what I'm saying is, maybe because you don't have all of that, maybe that's a sign that you're not addicted, to the fact that you need to have all the latest gadgets and stuff. Because I've got a friend who will literally, he saw the Switch that I had. He's the same as me. He's not a Nintendo gamer. Um, but as soon as I saw he saw me put it in a dock and then take it out again, he was like, wow, that's amazing. And the next day he got one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he not because of that. He just liked the fact that he could do that. Um, and he bought Pokken Tournament for some reason. <laughs>
1: I know, Gareth. It's really strange. Out of Um, all the games that he could have purchased, he went, oh, fuck it, Pockin' Tournament, that's the one. Yeah, but he bought a gaming laptop,
0: he's bought uh, VR. Anything that comes out, he just has to have it. But I don't know if that's a gaming addiction or a technology addiction. But would someone like me and Gareth qualify? Some people who are like, oh, I need a handheld device to play games whilst I'm on the move, because I need to play that new game when it comes out and it's not just enough for me to play at home it's enough for me to play it when I'm on the move and it has helped me in a way because when I'm at work I don't find myself thinking oh, I'd love to get home and play Zelda because I feel that by the time I get home I've had kind of two hours with it on my journey and I kind of feel like I'm you filled I've, the void I've filled the void for that day I've had my gaming yeah uh, a bit, but when I, yeah when I tend to go away um sort of on holiday and stuff i always take some sort of gaming device with me um but i wouldn't say that i'm ever uncomfortable because i'm not playing games
1: yeah i think that's the that 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 must be like a defining feature like do you get anxiety when you're not playing games because you know because then then that obviously means you're addicted
0: i probably would say i was addicted back in the day when i didn't have a job or anything like that and i literally just played call of duty constantly But I think it's more of something that we see with PC gamers a lot more than, uh, I think, our generation. And I don't know if you, uh, Gareth, agree with this, but we got games that had a definitive beginning, middle and end when Mm. we were growing up. And once it was done, it was done. But now I think a lot of this grinding and levelling up and game game studios want you to play for as long as possible without there ever being an end in sight, is that going to lead to more of that kind of addictive uh, personality?
2: Uh, I think so, and that's because my opinion is what you just hit on, is that it's not games, it's specific games. Like, I, mm. Mm. when, you know, player PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds was just getting big, and I first bought it, I played it for the evening, the whole next day, I was just waiting to get home from work to play more. Just something yeah. about it. It was something I'd never played before. All I could think about all day was just getting home and playing it. And that, what do you think that was? It, it was a unique experience I'd never had before, and it was rewarding. But in, in those ways that like, Call of Duty 4 was rewarding, you know, you kill someone, you get the satisfying mm. little duff, 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 as your bullets are going in, you get a 100 <laughs> points, and then after the match, it's like, oh, you earned a red dot sight in the shape of a skull, and you're like, yes. I own oh, yes. something so it's just that constant ticking over like those are the and kind I... of games that instill this addiction in people it's not just i want to go home and play on any game no you have a game in mind
0: yeah. when you want to do that yeah that's it i have a an attractive friend at work and um, i don't know why that's <laughs> because
2: thing, if but... they weren't attractive you wouldn't even think about them right now <laughs> <What was that laughs> to say? Attractive, i suppose not...
1: if they just become a blurry oh there's a there's a bl- <laughs> there's a blokey... Female, I don't even know, it's just a blurry figure. It is, they're just out of contrast, (laughs) out of focus, (laughs) just out of focus all the time. I don't even know what their features are like, but this one, she's attractive. Well, he's attractive. It's like Assassin's
0: Creed when you go into that eagle vision mode, and then everyone's just blue, and then you've got someone that stands out in orange. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. But I was talking to her on the train, she got her phone out. And she was kind of doing this uh, app for a walk. You would probably know about this, Gareth, the World of Warcraft, where she's sending out her people on raids while she's at work.
2: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: No, you didn't know about that. That's probably something new. So you can see that games like World of Warcraft... They are learning from sort of what's going on now. And World of Warcraft was like the number one thing back in the day, wasn't it? Well, I mean, so World of, of Warcraft has really...
2: literally killed people. There are people in like yeah, South genuinely. Korea in internet cafes who stay there for like thirty-seven hours, don't move, and then people are like, "That person over there is dead from playing World of Warcraft." Yeah, and, then it's and they're not quick. sat there like, "Oh, they're playing five minutes of Mario Kart," then they switch to Duke <laughs> Nukem for twenty-five minutes. No, it's this one game that they're addicted to, they can't literally move. So yeah,
0: they literally play it and some people wear nappies <laughs> you
1: know i don't know if yeah. that's a myth or whatever but yeah it might be have... a myth but i could yeah. imagine it that's what i mean it doesn't sound like something that's unrealistic <laughs> i mean I- i'll piss in a bottle like you've heard
0: me do it during the podcast but i won't ever think <laughs> oh I'm playing forza. yeah
1: oh, oh I, I assume that know. was a toilet
0: no no god, god i'm playing forza i better put a nappy on <laughs> <laughs> well, Becky changed me because I'm still Pro Evolution Soccer. <laughs> just one more
2: game just one more game
0: (laughs) i think it can obviously be linked to obviously more mental health conditions that were probably underlying in the first place because you have to be that kind of yeah that's
1: what i mean personality in the
0: first place to be able to be addicted yeah
1: Yeah. like all the kids i work with at school like um, a majority of them do have like mental health conditions or like um behavior conditions that to begin with but yeah some of the year 11 kids there was one who spent the first weekend of christmas
0: yeah
1: um so he has two weeks off but the first weekend as soon as he got home from school all he was playing was overwatch until monday morning yeah. and like i said didn't you go to sleep and he went oh no he and then he was just like, oh no 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 well i tried to go to sleep but then um i just kept thinking about what i wanted to do next on overwatch so i just started up again yeah I made sure uh, my parents... So he only ever stopped for, what, like two hours? So that's like an yeah. hour each day to make sure that his parents were asleep. And then he played throughout the whole night until like the early disgusting. hours. Disgusting. Mean, and it's like, just... Yeah, so... Just, that's... What things is i like just smashing out Overwatch games, like you said, like game after game after game. That's yeah. addiction. And I was yeah. like, oh, you need to like control that, otherwise you're going to... You're going to kill yourself,
0: like... (laughs) (laughs) There's David's words of wisdom to the youth of today.
1: (laughs) To a small child. (laughs) Oh, no, no offence. You sit there, it is a concerning thing, like If, um... If he's in year 11, then obviously his parents are like, like giving him some sort of independence to be like, oh, he's going to feed himself and oh, I'll wait until he comes down. <laughs> oh, going to bring him food. Yeah. Like,
0: they're
1: not going to bring him food yet. But what I'm saying is that, you know, if you're not eating for like three days, pretty much, and it's not yeah. until what, Christmas Eve, do you come downstairs and be like, oh, fuck, I'm starving. Yeah. I should yeah. actually eat some food. Like, that's bad. If like you're playing a game and you don't realize that you're thirsty, hungry, or need to go to the toilet, then that's bad um yeah but yeah like i said that's the only experience that i've had of what i would consider true addiction but like you said it's those sorts of games that keep on the next games in 15 or 25 seconds and you know oh you can't leave now because you're this close to leveling up and when you level up you're going to get this reward and that's what they're seeking they're seeking the next gratification
2: exactly yeah the article i saw with this you know, that was talking about this, the picture they chose was, like, a picture of Sonic. It's like, that's not the game that's getting people addicted. <laughs> that does the opposite. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> I mean. <it's> like...
1: <laughs> yeah, that, if anything stops you from playing games... <laughs> exactly. ...complete like in total. You're like, no, fuck it, I've played this for two hours, I've given up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, recently, I've... I've actually... I dislike games which don't have an end. Yeah. So, like, recently uh what we've been playing so destiny 2 i've just got bored of like and again we were playing it as a group and i've discussed this on the podcast before saying that the only reason why i feel like i'm playing it is because it is a very or it's very social so when you've got four people that you're playing with you can chat for hours whilst playing this game and it's menial tasks and they are rewarding and it feels like you're achieving something in the game but recently i don't want to go back to play it because it's endless it feels like i just keep on leveling up and there's going to be something else it's going to be another piece of armor which is going to be better and it just feels like you're just continuously chasing an endless goal
0: and this is the thing dave developers are becoming more and more aware of the psychological yeah uh, like traits of human beings rather than let's create a game that people are going to enjoy and it's going to be remembered it's going to be how do we psychologically fuck these young people into just continuously
1: grinding and churning out what yeah, we want them and it's through. the same and it's the same with um Battlefront 2 so it does have a career and it's not awfully good but it does have a story mode but now that I've completed the story mode I feel like I've done like I've completed <laughs> the game like the online isn't enough to keep me playing and like you said but they've been programmed into going no this is how games should be done yeah. right so looking at 2018 I'm thinking far cry five even though it's probably going to be a mediocre game, simply because I know it's, it's going to have a story and it's going to end. I'm attracted to it and I'm probably going to play it. (laughs) Like, you know, just simply because I know it's going to be story driven and it's going to have an end. It's going to have a finite conclusion. Well, I and that's don't. because we're
0: adults and we can buy games. But as a young person, yeah, exactly, I would have loved games back in the day which I could have played 24-7, seven days a week. Because, you know, when I was growing up, they were all games like on the PlayStation 1s, like Metal Gear Solid, uh, Resident Evil. These games all ended. But if you were to give me a Metal Gear Solid game that lasted indefinitely, I would because have, I haven't got the finances to go out and buy new games every week. So I'm obviously going to keep playing that game over and over again.
1: yeah Yeah, but i think that's it like back then we like like you said because it had an end replayability was just almost top of the priority list and metal gear solid being one of them like if you completed it on easy right fantastic do it on so you unlock this which gives you i think it's like you unlock wigs don't you for metal gear solid 2 and it gives you you like say
0: i sat there wearing one
1: yeah, like you wear the wig and the first wig you It used that you to get come out of the memory easy. card slot. Yeah. And you just <laughs> all put these them wigs. On your head. All it these wigs come out. And you can put it on and you'll be like, oh, this is great. And my mum no, say, but like, oh,
0: have you fucking completed Metal Gear Solid again? Uh,
1: oh, fuck's <laughs> sake. Yeah, you've you Gear everywhere. <laughs> you've got wigs everywhere. It's not completely uneasy. I've got so many fucking exactly. long wigs. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that used to happen. And we all used to go
0: out, didn't we? And we used to be like, we used to come into school and you'd wear yeah. your wig. And everyone would be like, "Oh, you've done Metal Gear Solid." Yeah, and oh, there's always no, some <laughs> wanker
1: with his fucking rainbow raiding wig on. And you go, all yeah. right, completing it on fucking European Extreme. know. Oh, no one and, gives a shit, mate. <laughs> all right.
0: But there was some people. Did Did you see them? They They found out that they could not complete Metal Gear Solid, and they would just open up the PlayStation and find that there was a wig inside. Yeah, so exactly. they basically just open up the PlayStation, take the wig out. So you couldn't really tell who had
1: actually completed and who hadn't. Yeah. Who just hacked their ex? You're saying their, sorry, their place. It wasn't even
0: hacking it. It was literally just Just unsucking it, lifting it off, and there was the wig was in there anyway.
1: It's just, it's just unbelievable, really. Sometimes.
0: Well, enough of that, Dave. What's the next news story, Gareth? That was it. That was it. Um, Wow. Well, it's good that it inspires such debate, isn't it? Really. If that was it. (laughs) Yeah. Glad. I'm glad that we chatted about. But you know, gaming addiction is only going to get worse, Dave. All right, I reckon. Uh, as we move into VR porn, that's oh, it. That's okay. going to be it. Done. I'm just literally going to live in that world.
2: There are already uh, people on like the Oculus Rift Reddit thing. There are already people who will post stories like, "Oh my god, I've just been in VR porn for like six days." Yeah, like just VR, VR chat rooms six now. Days. There's, I mean, there's always been VR chat rooms, but yeah. there has. Okay. It
0: literally <laughs> happened when I found
1: out.
2: Right. All right. Yeah, shit doesn't happen happen
1: unless Rob figures it out.
2: Didn't happen like six months ago when I got arrested. It doesn't exist. Okay, (laughs)
0: alright. Okay, so that's fantastic, Gareth. We're going to go through to Gareth's music of the day and then we're going to go on to our feature, which is called Game of the Year slash the Switch. Is it the future or is it merely a stopgap for what's to come?
2: Yeah, cool.
0: Come? Oh, Gareth.
2: and welcome to this episode's Video Game Music Segment. I'm obviously Gareth, the host of the segment. Um, this episode, the music comes from Skyrim, otherwise known as the best game ever made. Uh, I will fight you if you disagree with that opinion. Um, the music from Skyrim, goes without saying, is incredible. Written by Jeremy Sewell, who is a fucking genius. Um, this rendition is actually recorded by the London Philharmonic Orchestra, so us UK people, have a bit of pride at how incredible this piece of music sounds. I think it's from the um, video game music album. I don't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's called like the greatest video game music of all time, blah blah blah. Um, you can tell I've done my research. You can also tell it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, so this is from the greatest game ever made, Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim, and this is Far Horizons. <laughs>
0: Right, you ready for, for the feature, guys? Yes! It's a lot better if, without Michael, isn't it? <laughs> right, get ready.
1: Okay. <laughs> Could we include that in the podcast, please, so that he knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he doesn't right.
2: listen, come on. He
0: doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. shit. No, he's at a old party.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Right, so, 2017. I don't know if it will go down as one of the best years in the game in history. That was 2012. Uh, But it did have a few standout moments um, and a few console releases as well. Some which were pretty forgettable like the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro but some which came along and could be a benchmark in the future of gaming, portable and home uh, all at once. So I wanted to start with my game of the year um, which came out in February um, and it wasn't even a toss up really normally it's sort of a close run thing for me, but I think by far um the game that stands head and shoulders above everything else is horizon zero dawn um I don't know if either of you have actually played it yet no Probably I'll be not.
1: honest it's 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 one of the games this year that I have been most annoyed that I couldn't play yeah. Um, which is, you know, every single t- like to the point where I've been tempted on about multiple occasions. I couldn't put a number on it, but every single time you walk past it, and it goes a PlayStation Four with Horizon Zero Dawn, x yeah. amount of money, and going, I could possibly spare that, <laughs> like yeah. just to play the game, because I've just heard so much good shit about it that you just go, I need to play this.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, the blueprint is pretty similar to most of the games we see. The kind of taking over certain places to do this and that. And my memory is quite shady of most games, but I think the PlayStation 4 has had a really impressive year this year. It has, yeah. With the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, even though I didn't like it myself personally, uh, Neo, um, also Near Automata, uh, and Persona 5. Those are four games that are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Also, Yakuza Zero as well. Just throw that in there. So Mm. it's been really impressive uh, from Sony. Uh, I don't think they've got the praise that they deserve, probably, obviously, because they don't make the games themselves. But all
1: of those games, they're not available on Xbox. No, that's it. That's the big thing is that, you know, even like the Yakuza games, to make such a massive Japanese title completely PlayStation, like, you know, no other console is getting it yeah uh which is a massive feat I'll be honest and i mean
0: i got um the switch because the the thing is i loved horizon zero dawn when it came out i absolutely played it to death and it's a, a mixture of the gameplay obviously the graphics are absolutely sublime uh the combat the the gathering of sort of it's very similar to the lights of breath of the wild in the fact that you have to hunt for resources uh, similar sort of setting where you've got sort of jungle based areas, you've got desert based areas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I wanted to get one of the main reasons I wanted to get a Switch and Zelda and stuff is the fact that everyone was talking as if Zelda Breath of the Wild was unequivocally, and you were unable to challenge the fact that not only was it, it yeah, game, of the, game year, of the year, it is also one of the best games ever created.
1: <laughs> games of the
0: Century. Well, yeah, there's all these superlatives, superlatives,
1: superlatives,
0: superlatives, all this hyperbole um, thrown its way. That, you know, you you think, okay, well, if Horizons Zero Dawn isn't even in the running, this game must just run away with it. But it's just not the case. And. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's that Nintendo thing with the people of, who, who have grown up and love Nintendo and it's a new Zelda game and it's... Don't get me wrong, it's a very good game. But I just found that it didn't... Um, it hasn't held my interest as much as uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And they're both very, very similar games. And I know on the outset people might say, what are you talking about, you fucking wanker? up <laughs> um, but absolutely, they for people that have played both, um, there are very similar details. It's the sort of the landscape, the uh, exploration, uh, the combat is even quite similar with the 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 the, the, hand, uh, the weapon combat and the ranged combat um, and a sort of gathering of parts from fallen enemies and things like that. Mm. I just find that um, Zelda and Gareth, you may disagree with me. It's not like I don't like it. I've played it a hell of a lot. Um, but I think that's just because of the ability to be able to take it out of the house. And I think that if it was a stationary console like the Wii U, and I had it on the Wii U, I probably wouldn't play it as much as I,
2: I had. Uh, surely Mario's better for like just commuting and playing a game. No, because girls don't like that. I've noticed <laughs>
0: that because they probably see Mario as a bit of a childish game. Right. And when, but when they see me fighting, like, goblins and stuff, they're like, whoa, that's a real man. You know? Okay. Don't, don't get me wrong, I've played Mario a hell of a lot as well. I don't like the way Americans say Mario. Uh, that's what I've uh, Yeah, it winds me up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Mario, it's, it's Mario. It's not Mario. Exactly. No. You don't call, like,
1: Mary, Mari. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's wow. Mario over there. Mario yeah. Mario. Uh, yeah. No, you're just over-pronouncing it. Or Mart. It's <laughs> Matt,
0: all right? We need to realise this, and that's what we need to take away from today. I've got up to New Dunk, Dunk City, Gareth, and I didn't do that lightly, okay? Um, <clears throat> uh, there's this completionist side to me with Zelda that I absolutely f- can't get out of my mind. Um, I like the fact that it doesn't tell you where a thing is straight away. I like the fact that it doesn't hold your hand. Um, but I just find that there's a lot of space of nothingness and don't get me wrong i do like it when i stumble upon something that i haven't seen before or something that takes my interest and it's uh something that sort of takes you by surprise but i think there's a lot of expanse um that in any other gaming franchise would probably be seen as a negative but with zelda it's kind of seen as well you know they've the japanese developers have finally taken up the challenge of creating an open world game and because they're Japanese, um, yeah. <laughs> they're going to create a lot of expanse. Because they're Japanese, um, it's that kind of thing. Um,
2: I don't know how you found Zelda, Gareth. Have you completed it yet? Uh, I've only started uh, playing it again recently because I got kind of bored of yeah. the final 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 level of Mario Odyssey. You know, like stupid it is. Uh, so how'd you get bored of Zelda? No, I think get... you stop. Uh, I well, Zelda so. I looked at the other day. My final uh, day of playing Zelda was the 31st of March, 2017. Wow. And it came out on, like, the 3rd. So I just played it solid for, like, four weeks. Yeah. And then I don't know what came out that would have dislodged it, but my guess is it might have been Battlegrounds.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably Battlegrounds that just got you addicted for what? Seven months.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. probably. Uh, But the the thing is, like, I came back to that game literally a few days ago. I took my switch into work. I had some time to kill. Um, Yeah, I played it for like forty five minutes, and I was at a loss. Like that game has so much going on. Jumping in after what like eight months of not playing it, I felt lost. I didn't know how to do anything. I forgot what all the buttons were. There's so many different things you can do in that game. That after yeah. playing something so basic like Mario, throw hat, jump. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> coming back to Zelda, Zelda, like it crams so much into what you expect to be such a simple formula. Yeah. Like it's not just you know press B attack, lock on, and yeah. then press a different button. And like a, other and a, Zelda but so.
0: how did you find yourself playing it? Do you play it more in handheld mode?
2: No, I usually play it hooked up to a TV. It looks very yeah. nice, considering how. Sort of weak. Everyone thinks the Switch is. It's a very nice yeah. looking game.
0: Yeah, it's lovely. And like I say, I, I very rarely play it on the TV. I very rarely have it docked. Um, so there's a part of me that thinks if I didn't, if it didn't have the handheld ability, how much would I want it? Because I'm blown away by playing it when I'm on public transport and how fast it takes the journey. Yeah. Because you'll just get lost in the world, and you know, I'll complete a shrine or. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to go hunting while I'm on the bus. Not in real life, in the game. (laughs) Um, I don't go hunting for anything in particular. But, you know, I'll go out and hunt wolves and um, deer and climb trees to get apples. So I know that tomorrow I can then set off on the journey. So it's kind of like I only set out in the world of Zelda and journey when I'm actually on a journey. Um, But when I'm at home, um, I'm not necessarily drawn towards it. And uh, I think that's part of me. I, like I said, I don't have all the nostalgia of Nintendo in my past. I don't have all the, all the, um, all the feelings that come up and get arisen by certain things happening in Zelda. Mm. It's like someone was telling me when they found the Master Sword and they felt like masturbating. Um, <laughs> whereas I didn't necessarily think that I would find the Master Sword. I still haven't found it. And I haven't really made a beeline towards trying to find it. Yeah, um, But apparently it's a very important thing. Not that I know. All, all I see is a, a prepubescent boy in the game mm-hmm. with no sort of discernible personality, character, or. and I know people say, oh, it's a blank canvas. But I think in an open world and stuff like that, it's quite important to have uh, someone to kind of, what is your place in this world? And they talk of you being in a coma for 100 years um and that's it and i think the fact that i've got a lot to say about it and it sparks debate is is a strong point yeah do you want to play it dave is it something that you feel you need to play because you've
1: seen all the scores and the talk i think yeah mainly like the only and again because i just haven't owned nintendo consoles the only other zelda game which i played myself was wind waker Mm. yeah and it and w- w- that's a fantastic title to like just go oh <laughs> the only zelda game i played was one of the best games in the whole series but um yeah i'd be intrigued to be you know to grab a switch to play the zelda game just to experience it um you know i had doubts in myself like i was one where i heard like oh fucking what it's only like you only get a certain amount of um, times using a weapon before it breaks and things like that, yeah. but everyone keeps saying it's not a brain, it's not a game-breaking mechanic. It actually makes you a lot more resourceful, mm-hmm. and it means that you just don't run into random enemies and just go, yeah, let's just smash this person to shit. Like you choose your battles, which is like a massive part of the game. But yeah, I'd I'd love to play it. I'd love to experience it and have an opinion myself because I feel like it is one of those games where you said well before like. Mm it is unequivocally the game of 2017. Like, you can't argue with that. And I'm like, well, no, actually, I'd like to experience it to see what my opinion of it is. Because I just have to take your word for it. I just have to say, okay, then, it must be fantastic because I haven't played it. So I think it is one of those games which, because it's made such headway, as it were, and has broken all expectation, as it were, um, then, yeah, it deserves a purchase of a console just to play it. And it's yeah, the same um, Mario, actually.
0: And that's the thing. With Mario, I found Mario to be fantastic. Like, obviously never having played a Mario game before. And there were some parts in it where I think it relies on you knowing what Mario's done in the past to be able to s-
2: sort of do certain things. Yeah, it relies a lot on nostalgia.
0: Yeah, whereas I, I'm not hooked into that. So I'm sometimes walking around like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? But... <laughs> there's sort of these levels that are based around things that you kind of remember mm-hmm. doing or harking back to a certain level that they've done before where I have absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just finding out trial and error. But it's a brilliant game. But one thing I wanted to say about Zelda that pissed me off, and it's probably something that I've overlooked or haven't found out yet, but different enemy levels, it, It's the enemies look the same, the same enemy model, but sometimes they'll hit you in one hit and you're dead. And sometimes they will hit you and it will cause next to no damage. But when in something like The Witcher, you'll get enemies with skulls over their life bar that shows, hey, they're a lot higher level than you are. I wouldn't really bother trying to take this on at the moment. Yeah. Is there something, are there sort of pointers (laughs) towards that in in Breath of the Wild? Because I feel that sometimes I'll go somewhere, something will jump out, hit me one time, and I'm dead on the floor.
2: Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, well, so Zelda doesn't give you any real indication, like, this is a place I shouldn't be, other than if you're there and you shouldn't be there, you'll find out fucking quick. You know, Zelda (laughs) doesn't spell anything out for you. It's so un-Nintendo. Normally Nintendo's like... Hey, here's a sign telling you exactly where to go. Oh, there's a little pointer. There's a little guy floating down who gives you the, the hint to pass level. Yeah. Zelda is so unlike that. It just drops you into this world with basically no instruction and just says, figure it out. You figure yeah. out you're not supposed to be this place because when you get there, you die because it's too cold and you have nothing to sort that. Or this enemy kills you <laughs> yeah. in one hit and it's surrounded by six more enemies that will do the same. If you wanted yeah. to, you could find a way through there. But you know, mm. Nintendo have just left it up to the player, which is so unlike them, that and it's kind I, of incredible. I, I do find it like a
0: bit of a, um, such a trial by fire. Like, I messaged you, and I, I said, I can't, because when it rains, it's very difficult to scale mountains and stuff like that. You can't climb up anything, and you'll find yourself slipping down everything. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't have enough stamina to cross a river. So I messaged Gareth, and I said, look, I can't climb up the mountain face and I can't swim across to land because there's no... I I haven't got enough stamina to get across the river. Am I just
1: literally going to have to wait until the rain stops? Gareth's like, yeah.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: life, bitch. Like, (laughs) fucking get strong or fucking go home or just wait until you... And that's
0: when I realised, all right, come on, you fuck. (laughs) I'm going to... And I think it's that determination to just implant yourself in that world that does the game but having said that i would still say horizon mario and zelda are still my top three games of 2017 without question Mm. it's just that with all of the talk and all of the praise that came with it zelda couldn't possibly go up against my expectations because um, it's also th- how beautiful the console is, and how great it is to feel and to to bring it around. And I think yeah, and that's what I think as well.
1: That, is that, a lot of that the expectation of the Switch being shit? Yeah. Because let's be honest, it's a Nintendo console. Everyone's like, it's not going to do anything. Well, we all had a joke, in.
0: didn't we? Get that? Yeah. That we joked about it until the cows came home.
1: Well, that's it. Everyone's just like, no, nah, fuck off. Like, it's probably going to have like 20 minutes back your life. Yeah, it's probably not going to work and things yeah. like that. But because it completely, like, sh- fucking blew everyone's mind of how great yeah. this console was, I think that also adds into the enjoyment of playing these games. Yeah. Because not only is are the games really well made and not only are they everything that you wanted... This console is also everything that you wanted from Nintendo, and then that yeah. also gives, brings you gratification to go, so, yeah. shit, I was wrong, and in some ways you feel good that you were so wrong about Nintendo, and yeah. you're like, finally they're back on or where they were when the GameCube came out, which was yeah.
0: Like, and if I was a Nintendo well, fan, I would be so turgid by all of this and erect. <laughs> I feel so happy about it. So it's good, they should rally, they should feel proud and That's they it. should That's what feel I mean. good that they backed a winner. Um, and if I'm buying a Switch, then everyone's no, like buying a Switch as good, far yeah. as I'm confirmed, because I'm like the least likely person to have gone out and actually got one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm the guy that would have got the Xbox One X or the PS4 <laughs> Pro, but I didn't. Just to spite it. <laughs> yeah, no, not even that, it's just it wouldn't have been like the Wii U, it would have just gone by like a fart in the wind i uh, actually uh, smelt and that
1: was it a funny note on that uh, i obviously w- uh, went shopping today in a no,
0: you did show in up. a large
1: in a large uh department oil well, thing massive mall anyway Gareth uh, can't
0: go to them it's not a mall you american
1: prick i don't know what else to the call it shopping, shopping center. center there we Gareth go Shits himself in them <laughs> yeah exactly dies yeah. um die. but no um every single so cX can um, you take an elevator? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually. Stairlift. Okay, good. Um, escalator. I don't know what else is to get that step. the It's old the people in the
0: adverse. on the stairlift! Only one person at a time and there's a massive queue to try and get upstairs. I'd
1: love that. Uh, but no, um, all, the, so, all the... So, yeah, CEX in game they had so many second-hand Xbox One X's. Really? As if yeah. everyone was just like, they bought them from like a fucking day one release and were like, yeah! And even the 4K television, everyone's like, it doesn't live up to expectation.
0: Yeah. And so
1: they've just fucking sent them back and they just bought a dirt cheap Xbox One X because, no, Xbox One S. Yeah. Uh, which is like £130 or something like that second-hand. Well, you're
0: looking at £400 for the Xbox One That's S. That's
1: what I ridiculous. mean. ridiculous. So they can trade it in. They can buy a uh, an original Xbox One or an Xbox One S, which is yes. smaller, and they can still spend something like 360 quid on games. So well, the, only,
0: the only thing that I'm sort of wary of with Nintendo is the pricing strategy of games. And I've am I'm always been aware, obviously working in game shops in the past as well, is that uh, Mario games, Zelda games, they rarely come down in price. So you have to pay yeah. full pelt for those. And obviously finding out that Bayonetta 2 and uh, Bayonetta 1, I think, what did I say? Bayonetta 1's 25.
2: Yeah, I was shocked to hear that.
0: Bayonetta 2 is 40. It's kind of like Nintendo say they want to give a a chance to people who didn't play on the Wii U. But, you know, these are games that are older now and I just hope they come down in price. So... 'Cause I'm not paying for or at least do it play, in a fucking double
1: pack for 40 quid and then That's people it. probably yeah. be like oh okay it's worth a purchase because it's 20 quid each yeah. and you go yeah but fucking what 65 pounds for two old games they're not brand and new we they? know
0: they'll release smash bros probably
1: uh, yeah they'll probably release melee and brawl and they'll be 40 quid each yeah maybe. exactly
0: so so how's your uh 2017 been dave what what did you bring from it
1: yeah that's what i mean is that i said this in the last podcast is that you know 2017 has just been spent playing games i probably should have played in like 2015 so like borderlands 2 uh, you're thinking like we got played borderlands 2 we were playing um oh shit what other games i did look i've got such an awful memory we played destiny 2 this year I did play Destiny two Hates this year. Game of the year. I didn't hate it, um, but again, I think I didn't hate it because of the social aspect of it. If I was playing it on my own or even with just Michael, it wouldn't. It and it doesn't last. Like me and Michael have played that game together for about an hour and just been bored shitless. Yeah. Like it's got no longevity with it. And like I said, now that they keep releasing, and again, like I. Destiny 2 was one of those games where I thought, fuck, it's going to prove me wrong, like, actually, because I was shitting on it, but I'm kind of enjoying this, and I wonder, and then the first DLC came out, which was, like, the Eye of Osiris or something, and completely fucking went back to square one of, like, you know, Destiny bullshit, where everything's, like, paid to win again, they broke the online, I think, twice, with, like, game-breaking guns. And armor, where like if you had this gun, it was like a one shot kill, and then if you had like this exotic armor, it was like pretty much impenetrable. And like you just go, Oh, it's just game breaking. They had it, they almost had it at a level where it was competitive and almost back to where it should be, and then they just greed took over and they completely fucked it over. Uh, other games are like Battlefront 2 again. I don't mind playing it when you're in a group, but it winds me up that the cards and these um these star cards seriously affect the way that the game's played, especially in some levels. Like, oh man, I can't uh,
0: stand it. And I think no, that's exactly sorry, I, said... you, I think that's like the why I've enjoyed the Switch so much. Cause exactly, that's what I was about to say. Is that, and
1: this is why I've craved games which are just almost single player and finite, yeah. because I'm away from all that loot box and that craze of fucking oh, all these improvements or oh, if you just spend a bit more money then you'll get this quicker and yeah you go, playing can't be asked of it like online has no appeal for me anymore even as a social aspect like we're thinking rob like we played call of duty 4 fucking yeah. every single night when i came back when i was in secondary school and Love like it, i wasn't it grooming in it... no you weren't no. Not, well not back then um no. but <laughs> <laughs> that's later on in my life oh yes but yeah like that brought me back here you know, simply because it was a great game and the social aspect added to it but i could also play it as a single player to hone my skills and i felt like i was progressing because it, there was a point to it like you know now it's like oh, progression means you get and again there still is progression in say battlefront 2 but say if you unlock a loot box or a crate um through natural progression through just yeah. playing the game you get fucking shit cards but then you spend your own money on it and you get oh here's all the cards that you wanted oh thanks for spending a fiver on something which is fundamentally pointless yeah Um, and i'm just like then if this is the way the game wants to be played and the players get a a noticeable boost i'm not talking about like game breaking boost but it's a noticeable boost it just ruins it for me you go no because you've either bought that card or you got lucky enough to get it and it means that you get say 15 percent extra health which is the difference between a one-on-one combat living and dying i stood no chance against you because you had that card it's bullshit and it's yeah. you know it just completely kills it for me so like well, we
0: can only we can only vote with our Wallets, really. And, and this is means- I would
1: buy never it. buy anything. I'm like not that. buying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not not going to buy an online game uh, no. this year. Uh, you know, looking down the list, like I said, I'm excited for Far Cry Five. I'm excited for Red Dead Redemption. I'm excited for like, like Anthem. In my mind, can just fuck off. Like, it just looks like a dense, de- yeah. Death anthem, and fuck and it's, off. It's just gonna, it's just gonna be the exact same bullshit, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. um, Bungie's got away with it, so now I'm gonna get away with it. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I guess because it's the only game which came out in 2017, and I've been playing it recently. I said last week or last time my game of the year is Avon Colony, and I've been playing it again um, recently. Just, and I've just—it's a very slow game for me to play because again, um, I've. It was recently. I think it was on Monday. I played a mission for four hours and obviously auto saving and saving it and everything like that. But it's not until I got four hours in, had I realized that I completely fucked up and there was no way I was going to complete the mission. Um, yeah. But that didn't deter me. I didn't go, Oh, well fuck this and turn the console off. I started a new game, started the scenario again and played another hour before I went to bed. And what I'm just saying is that, you know, it, It punishes you for not doing things correctly. It does, but like you said, it doesn't hold your hand. It gives you hints. But sometimes the hints actually lead you down the wrong path, and you've got to be like, oh, actually, I shouldn't say, for example, there's an objective to complete trade contracts, but actually my my colony doesn't need trade at the minute, because all these other enemies are attacking it. So you've got to kind of weigh up your options a bit more. And like I said, the recent updates have really smoothing out the game uh, a bit more like the, the function wheel is a bit more easier to use and um, like the devices, like the, um, the money and the um, political sides of things are a bit smoother and they're less like random um, but like I said, I've just been enjoying it, and it's one of those games where you complete it on one level or one uh, difficulty setting, and then you kind of want to replay it and do it on a harder difficulty setting because you unlock something different, and then you get a different achievement, and then you get a different uh, reward. And so I haven't even completed the main story missions yet because I've, I've kept going back to older missions and completing them on harder difficulties to unlock different things. And so, it's your game of the year? So yeah, that's my game of the year, really. So your game of the year, please? Avon Colony. Avon
0: Colony. that's. If you're into those sorts
1: of simulator world-building games, then definitely one of the top ones that I've played. Um, Yeah. And like I said, until something decent comes out in 2018, it's probably going to be the game that I'll be playing recently.
0: (laughs) There you go. And Gareth, your, your year's been a bit strange, hasn't it? Let's be honest. You didn't get married, that's
1: um, true. you.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you've got your switch, yep. and but you also got your PC that you rely heavily on to uh, play PUBG, wherever it's called.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. This year, not only did I buy a switch at launch, but I also yep. now own an Oculus Rift. So I'm all kinds of weird. Well, that's what I'm saying,
0: Gareth. And that is what work does, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. It unlocks
1: these avenues that you didn't think were possible yeah like virtual reality yeah like virtual reality money i can spend it on other things other than you know iceland food yeah um you know
2: not shitting yourself not shitting yourself and coaches yeah Yeah. i've I've shit myself once that's still too many times (laughs) i was about to
1: say the fact that (laughs) you shat yourself is probably um we've all not good Reality. No, we have, well, yeah, we've all done it, yeah, but I, I think go. the last time I actually shat myself, I was, um, you know, two, and still in yeah. diapers. <laughs> diapers? <laughs> why you, why are you just yeah. kids American? <laughs> I did what that one. On no, you didn't. Like I did, because I wanted you to react, Rob. I like it when you react.
0: No, you don't. <laughs> well, why don't you watch my new reaction videos available <laughs> on YouTube?
1: Hey, link.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I would watch that. Because you wouldn't Very react good. to anything. you just sit there yeah, it would looking like, straight You Literally, your
1: only reaction would just be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> oh yeah, thank you,
0: Bandai Namco. You know, I... Sorry about this, Gareth. Maybe Sorry. you could put this somewhere else because it doesn't belong here. But what lovely people... Normally, you deal with people and they're so obnoxious. But there's a Dragon Ball Z launch event going on. And I wanted to take the students from school because they really love it. They're talking about it. Really enjoy it. Um, and I phoned up, she says, We're so sorry, we're at capacity. Yeah. And I said, Look, is there anything you can do? She said, No. And I said, Look, is there anything you can do? And she said, I'm really sorry. Mate, I've and I said, said no. Look, is there anything yeah. <laughs> you can do? And she said, How many tickets would you need? And I said, Ten. She said, Okay, I'll make ten more available for you guys. <laughs> I said, Thank you so much, Namco Bandai. She said, My name's Ruby. And I said, okay. No, it's not, bitch. It's Namco (laughs) Banga. Exactly. That's what it says on the uh, contact details. Mm. So, uh, And on the email, I said, uh, thank you for taking the time to read this. (laughs) So obviously they thought this guy knows his business. Let's just do what he says.
1: Oh, well
2: done. We, we no, should probably well say, that's you taking autistic children to see the Dragon Ball. That's not just you and scalping nine tickets to sell.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it's not. They're, they're, they're children that are really going to enjoy it and we're going to have a fantastic time.
1: Yeah, so what's happening there? Sorry, give me some context because I did do a bit of research and then forgot all about it. Basically,
0: <laughs> Namco Bandai are holding yeah. a launch event for their game. Ah, um, yes. So it's going to be really good. Going to go down there and play it maybe talk to some developers, maybe speak to Peter Molyneux because he'll probably be there. And <laughs> yeah, he'll say, just hovering around, if,
1: chatting you know, bullshit.
0: if you could be in a box but not know what was in the box, but you had to press the box and every time you press the box,
1: you get money.
0: Of- yeah, something like that. Mm. And then we'd we'll say, it's all right, Peter, go on, you go go home. And, and said,
1: he'll Pete, go. Have yeah. you taken your medication? And he'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the son will come collect him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then that's that. Uh, so Gareth,
2: sorry to interrupt you. No, it's alright. It's a good reason to interrupt. Uh, I just looked and found out what stopped me playing Zelda last year. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. It was Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh wow, God. what a what a what a disappointment! It shows you what
0: impact that game had,
1: doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that ocean. game. Yeah, one of four people.
2: Yep, but yes. I don't care because the thing is, I got an experience no one else in the world got, which is I really yeah, liked exactly. Mass Effect Andromeda. So. Yeah, because you've got yeah. the
1: the one clean copy in the whole <laughs> fucking
2: world. <laughs> Everyone should be well jealous of me. I played a well good Mass Effect game this year. <laughs> exactly, in your faces. Yeah. You're a your fucking glitched out mess of a game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah the, um, yeah, the Switch was a big deal for me. I got it day one because I saw how awesome Zelda looked, and I knew for a fact I was going to get Mario later in the year, so I thought if I'm going to get Mario anyway, I'm going to get Switch then anyway. I might as well get in now. And then also play this Zelda for probably dozens of hours, and I did, and it was my game of the year, Zelda, but yeah, I don't regret buying my Switch in the slightest. In fact, I'm looking forward to this year, because there's tons of little games getting announced for the Switch, little indie games that I'm not that interested in, but there's going to be one that'll hit that I'll be playing every day, back and forth from work, in my breaks at work, and I know it's going to hit some point this year, and I'm looking forward to that game that I don't know exists yet, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. That one game which is just going to change the face of the Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah, I mean, Skyrim's out for it and I was kind of tempted by that because I fucking love Skyrim. Fucking hell, Uh,
1: Skyrim needs to just die. I'm sorry. Skyrim's never dying. I know because it's been... And it's not because it's a bad game. It's not because I hate the game either. It's just because it's been re-released so many fucking times. I'm just like, stop making it. Why do people still get excited about this? And just go, oh shit, I can now play it on the bus. Yeah.
2: Keep them coming, exactly. mate. Skyrim's the best game ever made, so oh, why Jesus not just Christ. keep plugging them out? Uh, VR very good. VR very good. VR was a big part of my year this year. Um, there's no sort of killer game for it that I would say is a Zelda-esque. You know, you have to buy VR yeah, Go to play buy this. it now. Yeah. But if you were to buy VR, then Robo Recall is incredible. Um, it's kind of the evolution of like a Time Crisis type thing where oh yeah, things are attacking you and you're shooting them. You can move, but it's more like a teleporty type thing. And it's just so crisply made. It's by Unreal, uh, what they called Epic, is it? The people who make Unreal? Yes. Unreal Engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's just so incredibly well made. Everything works exactly the way you'd expect it to. You rip a robot's arm off and bash its head off with it and it just works. (laughs) It looks right. It feels great. Um but nothing else has kind of come close to that. It's all very janky still and a bit yeah. a bit wonky.
0: Are we are we starting to see the limitations of the VR?
2: Um possibly. There is stuff I didn't play. Like there's a game called Lone Echo, which is like a very story driven, slow um atmospheric game that I do want to play, but there's not really any time I'd see myself playing it. Like if my girlfriend's away for the weekend, maybe but then I'd be yeah. alone in my living room thinking I was in space, like floating around.
1: i would do that anyway, mate. About <laughs> <I> did... <laughs> a VR headset. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what Bob calls a Sunday evening. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well the thing I'm I the reason I asked Gareth is because obviously with VR, everyone's like, Yeah, VR's the future and you start imagining these worlds where you can just travel and experience new things and yeah. I think Skyrim obviously trying to retrofit it into that sort of VR experience showed that you know it's not really going to happen that way so these games where you're sort of planted to a spot and you can kind of move here and there whilst you enjoyed it it's probably the limitations that we've had to impose on it to get any fluidity of gameplay from it without throwing up everywhere
2: yeah i think the future of vr is more in these experiences like the vr yeah. chat that's become a big thing in the past month or so it's more that kind of thing that's gonna take over. Like if you can be in like a VR chat type scenario but just with two or three friends who you haven't seen in a little while, you know, catching up and doing silly yeah. shit. Then that's to me that's the future of VR. And there'll also happen to be games for it. That's what mm, I think yeah. is more likely to be the opinion. Like
0: Playstation Home. Do you remember Playstation Home? Yeah, I remember sure. that. It was just a high for paedophiles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I remember my sister went on it when she was younger, and it was like yeah. people just messaging her saying pics with a question mark. Ugh. No, no, Gareth, don't wank. I'm not. And uh, we we all got scared, and no one really knew what home was. And then it kind of got sh- nuked. Someone dropped a nuclear bomb on it.
1: <laughs> it was just weird one world. day, a, nu- yeah. a nuclear bomb just came down. What's that? I don't know. Yeah. Just wiped it out and he goes, you've been disconnected from home. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was weird. It
1: it's was a weird down. game. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, it was just odd. Yeah, I think that's more where VR's going to see uh, the explosion in popularity. It's stuff like this VR chat. It's stuff like Rec Room. Not yeah,
1: see, I'm, I'm one of those people it. that, again, you can't afford the VR yet, but I'll be interested to see how it develops. Uh, I don't want it to fall flat like the Connect and things like that because and I don't want developers to be like, oh, there's no point because there's no audience. Like, I want yeah. it to almost get the funding. I want it to get an audience base so that people can actually get an experience out of it that then becomes quite mainstream. Almost. They need to
0: sell it at a loss in my mind.
1: Mm, I don't yeah. know if they already
0: are, but like as a lot of things do, like I think the original Xbox was sold at a loss. Just to get them into people's homes and then get that user base, so you can then that's
1: it. Make developers. a market, yeah, yeah, and then make a profit later down the line. And you know, I think that's exactly what needs to happen: is that they need to become affordable. Um, because, like you said, it's it's still what four hundred quid is it for 350.
2: VR? Yeah, yeah.
1: three hundred and fifty quid for like Oculus, and you go, wow, and I need a high spec computer and kind of space to use it yeah um you know not a massive amount of space but i still need space if i want to like fully experience it and like the hcc vive five Yep, yeah i did say that right i thought it was vibe for some reason in my brain but um Dirty yeah, you need, like, yeah exactly. but you need a uh you need a whole fucking room for that like i see youtubers who like go oh yeah i'm playing this on the htc vive and they're literally standing in the middle of an empty double bedroom (laughs) it's weird i
0: see youtubers homes not that i like youtubers but they seem to live in places where there's nothing in them
1: yeah where there's like six bedrooms and only two of them are like full of habitable Yeah. yeah exactly and all the rest are just like drug highs. it's hype. just weird <laughs> yeah and they're just like yeah literally empty room and they've all got that black um what's the name? soundproofing mat round yeah. the <laughs> the outside it's like of the they're
0: room. just like and, slaves yeah. of their own identity <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no you'll be surprised is that a recent and again this this got nothing to do with it but uh i watch a lot of youtube um because there's nothing on television but um a lot of the youtube channels that i visit like they haven't been posting much and then recently at the start of like 2018 they've just been posting these videos of just i needed to take a break from youtube because it was like engulfing my life and just like you said bob is that it's become my life like i haven't socialized i haven't seen my parents in like three years and things like that because i've been so obsessed with just making videos and it's yeah like you said and I wouldn't be surprised walking into a YouTuber's house and just seeing three or four rooms just dedicated to like vlogging setups and yeah. fucking gaming setups. Just simply because I need to make videos and I need to move from this room to the next room to make another video and then make another yeah. video. I just I, I can't react properly in this room. Exactly, I can't <laughs> react properly. There's not the there's not the correct colour couch. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, I need to be sitting in a fucking armchair for this one. I need to yes. differentiate it a bit. But yeah, like I said, like that uh, the HTC, like it, it's not even feasible as a VR unit unless you've got a double bedroom, and you know, and they need to kind of sell them at a loss, and they need to make them a bit more user friendly or yeah.
2: generate a marketplace. Here's the thing, though, and you know, I think the Connect comparison is is a pretty good one, but the difference <laughs> yeah. is if you get all the stuff to make an Oculus Rift work, say if you have a good PC and then yep. you buy an Oculus Rift and you set it up and you find the space you try it for 2 minutes and you're completely convinced that it's the future whereas connect never really worked properly it was always a bit yeah. iffy whereas like, I've not shown my Oculus Rift to anybody and they've not been like oh my Blood. god <laughs> yeah. like nobody tries the Oculus Rift and like eh, it's all right you know, it's like Yeah, when where
1: everyone tried to connect, it was just a gimmick, wasn't it? And it yeah. felt like a gimmick. Oh right, I can move, but ninety five percent of the time it doesn't know where the fuck I am. Yeah, where well, VR yeah, I've never is... tried Swift,
2: like... where probably I'd shit my pants and <laughs> It's like irrefutable, like you can't play VR and not be blown away by it. So that's yeah. where I, I don't think they need to sell it at a loss. I think that this is a long game. VR is gonna take like five, six, seven years until it's like adopted by more people as, you know, PCs become cheaper and consoles become more powerful so they can run VR easier and uh, just costs of making them come down naturally. But I think it's going to be a long game, but the core is like the important bit. It fucking works. It's incredible. It can change the way we interact with games. In a yeah. way that a connect said it could but actually couldn't that, and well, as
1: a and as a you know as it stands now it's still a usable interface which is enjoyable yeah. um and yeah until they I work
0: out all. to monetize it yeah. because yeah. let's be honest companies like ea aren't going to be necessarily um interested until they find a way to slam a loot box, money it? out yeah exactly <laughs> And it would just be you walking around a darkened room with a torch looking for loot
1: boxes. <laughs> Open up a loot game. box and grabbing all the shit that you want and putting yeah, it yeah, and into the shopping like toilet, going to a big EA yeah. logo and spending your cash.
0: Yeah, on another toothbrush. And then, you know, you, you just, you've got like this virtual house where you could just put shit up in there. <laughs> you know, that's when it will really take off when they can monetize it and make it worth their while. Yeah, oh. probably not right. EA, when did EA lose it? Because they used to be evil back in the day, around 2000 to 2005, I'd say, with their movie tie-ins, all these awful games that they would make. Do you remember? Yeah. They just used to be, like, the industry's most hated company. And then they started trying to make, like, Mirror's Edge and Battlefield Bad Company, and they became, like, the darling of the industry that really turned a corner. Um, Yeah,
1: and then they just went back on it, and they went, Oh, you know what? I really fucking like cheating people out of their cash. Let's do it's it.
0: It's been a really weird U-turn for me, eh? And I don't mm-hmm. really understand it. Well, the thing is, Mirror's you Edge,
2: you know, everyone was like, oh, this game's amazing. But it didn't sell very well. Whereas, like, another <laughs> no. like, fucking rinse money out of people game, it rinses money out of people. They've done the math; They wouldn't release Battlefield by Company 2. Battlefield by Company 2. Well, too.
0: Mirror's Edge Cat
2: just
0: it felt hurt. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, stuff like... Um, Mass Effect and all these games from EA, it was like, okay. Well, they've obviously learnt from their mistakes from when they used to churn out fucking all these... Shit
2: games.
0: Yeah, well, it'd always be like an EA tie-in of a movie, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, It was always a PR uh, move, though. Yeah. They only released those good quality games from good studios because they knew it would repair public perception of them. And then once that was repaired, they start adding in little flavours of milking money out of people and then now they're just back to full on money but grabbing it's like here. buying
0: Criterion and, and things like that and I think it was Free Radical as well with time splitters and then just disbanding those studios <laughs> and then putting the, the um, employees in different places like getting the people at Criterion to work in black box with the people making Need for Speed yeah. that for me if I was working at Criterion there'd be nothing worse I would be like, come on, let me make another Burnout. And it sounds like they're doing a remaster of Burnout Paradise, which for me is the weakest in the series, but I know a lot of people like it. But, you know, uh, we just sound like a bunch of old guys in an old people's home now, just (laughs) rambling, going from fucking
2: topic to topic. And that's not what we're fucking here for, Rob. No, but that's how people speak. That's like most video game podcasts. Are all like organised and shit. We're just talking yeah. how normal people talk, which is we if, if we have any appeal, it's probably that. Think we're the boys us. next door. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's who we are.
0: We're the boys next door. You can go out with us for a pint. I mean, I'm free most days. I've got no friends. Um, <laughs> we're all spread out across geographical locations. We could probably get most of the. Dave just needs to move up to Scotland a bit more than we have the whole country. <laughs>
1: Whoa, um, whoa, cupboard. whoa, whoa, whoa. Gareth's further north than I am. I've got the Midlands. Gareth needs to move up to, like, Yorkshire. Got the north-west. There you go, mate. Gareth.
2: Manchester, huh? is it? So, uh, there's a lot of people in Manchester. I need I need to be here just for Gareth, Manchester. Gareth, don't be racist. Yeah, don't they, be can travel <laughs> hour. they can travel the hour south to meet me in Brum. All right? Yeah. Ah, fuck him. So, we'll
1: just... be doing our
0: own
1: panel shows. <laughs> exactly.
2: on <for> our own. This <laughs> 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 is mm. Looking uh. Awkward. Because I know he hates
0: talking to people.
2: <laughs> before we get to the end of this episode, uh, I do want to point out to people um how mm. wrong Don Goss was this year.
0: Oh my god oh I my have, god. To. have you have you pinpointed some of these specific things he said? He yeah, did. could we quote Oh could we Oh no, no. This is like <laughs> fucking someone's corpse
2: when they <laughs> passed away. <laughs> hey Basically We didn't force him to leave, he left of his own accord. He did. He was just he one day he just said, I'm out. He said, and I quote, the Switch will be Nintendo's last home console. He thought it was going to flop so badly and be so shit that this would literally sink Nintendo. Yeah, but
0: you're still not right because we don't know yet.
2: Well, my stance was always, don't take that stance, moron. It's not even out yet. Oh, (laughs) God. That was always my stance. I said, this... You know, they could release a bunch of old Wii U games. People didn't buy Wii U's. They may be in for yeah. Switches because they miss Nintendo games. They haven't played a Nintendo game in like seven years if they didn't buy a Wii U. And there's a market for that, you know. I never said it would happen. I said it could. Okay. All hail Gareth, everyone.
1: Well done, All Gareth. All hail Thank Gareth you. and his Nintendo speciality. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Anything uh, else you want to rub in his face? Uh, just,
2: Any uh, other just... quotes? Not gonna let him ever forget that. If he even listens oh. to this, if not, then well, who
0: I, I highly doubt it. I'll tell him too. <laughs> and okay, I cool. mean, the thing is, Gareth, if Nintendo for some reason go bankrupt tomorrow and it is their last home console,
2: yeah. you're gonna look pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you're gonna look like a white mug. Man, what would have to happen for that to be the case? Because this is the fastest console, fastest selling console of all time.
1: Probably yeah. nuclear war,
2: and we're no. yeah, in Japan. We can't pull that out. <laughs> As the bombs are dropping, Don's like, "Told you." Yeah, I fucking told you, you dick. I will not get a would. console after this.
1: Yeah, exactly, there won't be another console anyway. We're all in Fallout now, in your yeah. face. <laughs> I think and you know, say that as a win, despite the fact that he's now a mutant, he will still take it as a win. <laughs> oh yes,
2: good time. <laughs>
1: and anyway, well, now, well... we move on? Should we move on to what we've been playing, guys? Well, that is basically what we've been playing.
0: Oh, but I... oh, yeah, isn't it? It, well, it is, isn't it?
2: Anyone wants to hear? About Fruit Ninja VR, then yeah, oh, I can no, do it. Played, um, uh, you got I'll... swords, so you slice fruit. Oh yes, oh, it's well worth that's... the three pound I paid. <laughs> that's the future. <laughs> that In
1: future, um, I've been playing. Um, I've gone back because I took my own advice last week and I bought a uh, FIFA 18
2: and NHL <laughs> <Wow>. 18. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Look. Wait, listen... What is your you could... taste in games? I can't pin you down.
1: Uh, no, Ugh. it was only because... And again, this was... Uh, me and Michael have worked out how to share console games uh... Uh, via the Xbox. So we split it. So it was only 20 quid and I got two games for 20 quid. And I went, that seems worth it in my mind. Um, turns out that I fucking hate FIFA 18. <laughs> oh, um Simply because, yeah, I don't understand EA's. Um, I don't know whether EA ever watched sport. <laughs> um, it's in the game.
2: Why would they watch it?
1: That's literally what they say, isn't it? Yeah, no, because I'm just saying is that to make it, and this is me in. So imagine I'm doing um, finger. Dr. Like, evil style quotation oh, okay. marks. Yeah. Well, okay. remember,
0: I play Pro Evolution Soccer and I'm
1: really upset. So I, say yeah, I FIFA, know.
0: FIFA's amazing.
1: No, this is it, FIFA's not amazing yet, but simply oh. because yeah, they're trying to make it and in Doctor Evil style quotation marks, um, it's more realistic. Which means that everyone moves shit slow. Yeah. And I'm talking like it feels like your controller's broken. That's how slow these people are moving. It's just like, sorry, I I defo clicked past then. But because he's got to do his animation to look more realistic, he like it the the game feels slower and it feels like everyone's stuck in the mud. Yeah. And You're just going, this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel fluid. It doesn't feel like I'm playing a game. And also, it doesn't feel like I'm in in control of my players. Like, you know, there's so many variables now to make it more realistic um, when you're about to, say, shoot a football. Is your person, is your player um, a striker? Like, is he stat good at shooting? Um Is he off balance? Is he sprinting? Is he, uh, you know, being hustled by a defender? Is he close to a defender? Does he have nerves because the goalkeeper's coming towards him? Like, there's so many fucking variables that are now programmed into whether the shot's going to be good or not. It's impossible for your brain to possibly fathom and to make the correct call. So, like, you end up just hitting shoot and it just flies over the bar. But, oh, no, that's more realistic because he was pressured because he's losing and the saying, the away fans are booing him or something, bollocks. Like, you're going, there's so many things now that they've made it, and again, realistic, that I feel like it's just ruined the game. Um, There's also the story mode. I haven't played it yet, but I'm just saying is that playing, I feel like every single FIFA game that comes out like there's still that learning curve because you've got to yeah. get used to the style of playing it again. Well,
0: that's what Pro Evo does, but it does it in a very different way. That's
1: what I mean. It's, and I just like, it needs to be more fluid. And what again, it, does it needs is, to be a game. If,
0: yeah, if you're not passing the way the game wants you to and building up play very slowly, it will punish you by just attacking you really fast and and stuff like that because when you're out of possession, it's very dangerous. So the game also almost... Forces you to only really play a possession-based game, where you can't rely on speed, you can't rely on, you know, if I'm if I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, and I'm up against a, a left back from Portsmouth, I'm absolutely going to
1: skin him alive. But that's just not the case. <laughs> yeah. That's not the case. But that's what I mean as well. Like they. are it it feels as well, and again, I've played it a little bit, like, not massively. I've only played it for, say, about two hours. But like you said, is that I'm playing, like, arcade games, so just, like, team versus team. And like you said, there, there seems to be no differentiation between a League One team and a Championship team or a Premier League team. Like, a five-star team versus a three-star team, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking rinse these kids. Yeah. No. They they can still catch up to my fucking the strikers and they can still catch up to my uh, and the goalkeepers like inc- insanely good unless like you put it into like the top corners and things like that or unless you time like the header correctly and like you got to go it almost seems unplayable it's like it's not user friendly like so i got really annoyed with um fifa decided to play nhl a little bit and again i haven't played a hockey game in about i'm probably going to say 10 years um and so they've come on a long way and again more realistic you can now control like the stick uh like you've got realistic stick control and things like this and i'm not really a massive nhl fan obviously because it doesn't really show much here on a telly but um yeah i've i've actually enjoyed nhl more but i think it's more because it's a learning curve for me yeah. And it feels like I'm making progress each game because I'm slowly getting better, because I'm slowly understanding the game. I'm sure that it's going to get to a point where I'm just going to get to my peak and just get annoyed with it because, again, I'm going to encounter the same problems that FIFA has because it's an EA game. But yeah, I just feel like going... It was just making me feel really quite nostalgic and missing all of those games. Like, And again, like thinking, say, 10 years ago where you had like actual sports games which were just completely over the top and felt like games. They didn't yes. focus on the realistic um, aspect of it. Like you've got like say FIFA Street, uh NHL Blitz. No, NFL Blitz, which was like a completely arcade version of like American On football. the Dreamcast was that? Uh that was on the Dreamcast and Xbox um yeah, the original Xbox. And that was crazy yeah, good because I like that. for NFL yeah you could like uh you could um I can't remember what they used to call it. It was called like a breakdown, a breakdown tackle and you could like break their legs and or snap yeah. their um, elbows. And well, things that's like what this. people watch,
0: like... don't they? They watch yeah. it. If I go on YouTube, I type in disgusting tackles in NFL or Roy Keane stamps on someone's head. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I don't mean. type in the slow build-up of Manchester City <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> in 2015. I, feel like, I
1: feel like game developers have just lost sight of the fact that, by the way, these are not like... And the fact that FIFA technically is now counted not as a sports game but as a simulator, it just shows that it's like changed genre because it's been a football simulator. like fucking. I don't play it to do that. I
0: don't like watching my games that much but I love Match of the Day where it's short, sharp, it's action-packed and you just get the highlights of the game. You don't have to watch that and that's what football games used to be about. It didn't used to be about midfield build-up or things like that. It used to be He's now fucking attacking me. I'm going to stop him. Bang. Prick. Now I'm going to attack him
1: and he's got to stop me. It was yeah, never like any even... of
0: this let me build up the fluidity of play. So,
1: yeah, even thinking like, so going back to, say, games like Red Card, which was like yeah. stupid arcade and like literally a whole mechanic in that game is to foul people and not get caught by the referee. Like you got, um, you had NFL blitz, like I just said, and then it was NHL hits. And yeah. they were made by the same... Um, like developer and pretty much one was an american football game where you could like break people's necks and the other one was a nhl hockey game where you could make design your own characters and it was like three-on-three hockey where each of it like one battle was for tackle one was for pass one was for shoot uh one yeah. was for like lob and but you can create like over dramatic like rk style and that's and the, the thing character.
0: you always had the serious game but then you had yeah the exactly, you out that like nfl street
1: yeah, uh, and then you always had like a different game where like it was yeah. a different market. Like I remember with the NHL hits, you could hit people through the glass. Like, Dave, <laughs> it just sounds like you have got a lot of anger, to be honest. Yeah, no, because I'm just like I, I feel like I feel like everyone has lost. Or, Even like, urban freestyle soccer, I used to love that. Oh, fucking love urban freestyle soccer. Yeah, just, like, that. It was just really good games like that and like NBA. It was really racist. Yeah, it was like NBA streets as well, where you could like score a 3 pointer from like your own uh, your own half or something like that. I'm just saying, is it, that I I'm not like... saying
0: it was really. I loved it because it was really racist. I'm saying, like, <laughs> you know, you would go to because like, it was, was point. made by like white developers and stuff. You'd go yeah. to like the downtown area and it'd be all graffiti, and the whole team would just be these black guys that are just wearing caps and like they were wearing like <laughs> jogging bottoms and stuff and, oh, yeah, and I like, oh yeah Yeah they were move. all just
1: listening like to fucking hip hop from like a, <laughs> yeah. a boot box. And it they should have been all, just like, be called like you
0: yeah know, like raceful urban, yeah,
1: stereotype. White collar urban racist stereotypes. And like yeah. yeah, like you said, everyone had a special move, like the Hispanics like used to fucking <laughs> do uh, <laughs> They used to do like break dancing and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to go, This is crazy. But what I'm saying is that like more games like that needs to come out. Like, they need to stop doing these simulated games because I just don't have the patience. And it it takes. It's not a game anymore, is it? It's more like you said. Unless you're playing it in the specific way that they want you to play it, you're not going to be able to do it. Like, what happened to it just being a a fun game which has like a unique thing? And yeah, like, let's just play football. It's a sports game. Like the last one that came out that I can think of was like Mario Soccer on like the Nintendo, I think it was the Wii. Yeah, and I'm just saying it's like games like that where I'm playing football because that's a sport that everybody knows. But like you said, Bob, it's action packed, it's fun, it doesn't take Mm -hmm. itself too seriously, and it doesn't feel like a slog. Like FIFA 18 isn't fun to play because it feels like you've got to learn the tactics of the game and you've got to learn how to specifically use your strikers or your midfielders etc like the game doesn't let you use their capabilities until like you've learned the basics and things like that but yeah so I'm not sure how much I'm going to be playing it and like you said Gareth I think I'm just wasting my cash but in (laughs) know, fuck (laughs) bucket life goes on let's hope 2018 I
2: don't wreck myself yeah that's it uh, we at the Game Central podcast do not condone uh, illegally sharing games with your brother of the internet no it's not illegal. I don't it's know. Not no, it's not to me.
1: No, because we found out how to do it on the Xbox forums. If it was illegal, that the moderator would have banned it. Well, you don't know who the moderator is. Well, hopefully it's not it fucking be. Dodgy McDodge from Dodgeville. It could be. That times. <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, I, I feel better now, guys. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest.
0: That's all right, darling. Hopefully your chest is relinquished.
1: Uh, it is.
0: Yeah. Well, there we go, Gareth. What a lovely podcast that was this week. Very informative. I think it flowed a lot better without Michael, to be fair. <laughs> I think yeah. sometimes four people is too much. They say freeze a crowd, but then what does that make four?
1: Uh, fun. It's a party. Well, obviously not for a podcast. Uh, is it, is it mainly a look- because me and Michael sound too similar? It's that as well, but he just sounds
0: like a more cynical version of you. He sounds like your <laughs> He sounds like you're, it sounds like, you're like all my subconscious, negative emotions. Embodying. Yeah, yeah. He, which is probably what he was in your mum's womb. It's probably what you left behind, and he just yeah, picked it up. He just picked it all up. All my he, he basically sounds like your subconscious talking really? in the background.
1: All right. All right Love yeah, you, I'll, Michael. I'll pass it on to him. Just pass it on. Just
0: say it sounds like your negative subconscious. Yeah, it be like, it's audible it to everyone.
1: Like <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you're speaking and you're, not, you're no longer just in my brain.
0: Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it'll be like, oh, you actually missed some of the gaming deals there. <laughs> and it just sounds like your thought process.
1: Actually, you're a bit shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I think I left the oven on downstairs. I better go and check that in a minute. Oh, I wonder what's on TV tonight. So there we go. That was this week's podcast. I think that was a lot higher quality, Gareth. What about you? Uh,
2: yeah, it's, it takes a lot of the edge off just talking, not knowing what it we're does. going to talk about, just freestyling. Yeah,
0: it. It Yeah, and I think that's the way forward. 2008 is the year of freestyling. So we're going to be back now every week. We're going to record on a Saturday, and it's going to be out for you on a Monday morning. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see
1: you next week. Every Saturday. Brilliant. It's not every Saturday, it's every other. We said once every two weeks.
0: It's more of a pop culture podcast now, isn't it? Uh, So, like the best YouTubers we have to do content daily now.
1: Yeah, but we don't get paid.
0: Well, we can. We can set up a Patreon. We only need about a tenner a month.
1: Uh, Fucking Patreon. Yeah. Patreon could pay our way, but then that means that Gareth not only has one job, but he's got two jobs and it might just be too much for him, what might just actually have yeah, a but could give up
0: work because <laughs> Manchester's the cheapest accommodation in England. I could have because I live in central London.
1: And oh, I've that's got two true. kids. Yeah, look at me and my responsibilities.
2: Thank you. How is you it my fault that you have two kids? Uh, well, I'm just saying, because one of us was going
0: yeah, Gareth, you should have been a cock block, <laughs> but what I'm saying is Gareth, you are technically the one with the least to care about in life,
2: right?
1: Okay. And also knowledge how to actually edit an audio file into a podcast.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. But yeah, no, we appreciate you, Gareth, and thank you for everything that you did. Yeah, cheers, yeah.
0: yeah. Just, we might have to nudge you along every now and then about the podcast. Not being overly aggressive, just saying, Oh Gareth, do you know do you know when it's coming along? Do you know where it is? <laughs> do, you I know, do you know do you know I it was two I weeks know. ago. So Gareth you go now and you edit it, right? Okay. <laughs> Have a good one everyone and I'll see you next yeah, time. You too.
2: See you Bye. next
1: time. Bye in a bit. Bye.